we're continuing a series tonight on some of the basics of our beliefs, and tonight we'll be talking about faith. We'll talk about faith in terms of knowledge, conviction, and assurance. Knowledge, conviction, assurance. Our text for tonight is Romans 3 from verse 21 to 26. Let's read. But now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. This is God's word for us tonight. First for tonight, faith is real knowledge. Faith is real knowledge. There's a story in C.S. Lewis's book, The Voyage of the Don Treader, about this group of people called the Duffelputs. When the Duffelputs first show up in the book, they're invisible. You can't see them, but boy, can you hear them. And the Duffelputs have this interesting characteristic. There's a whole bunch of them, and they all always, always agree with their leader. No matter what he says, he gets an enthusiastic chorus, chorus of affirmation. And what he says isn't always so profound. He says some things like, guys, water is powerful, wet stuff, ain't it? And you know, when a chap's hungry, what he really wants is something to eat. This is not a terribly original thinker. But no matter what he says, all the other duffelpuds agree with him. Any plan he comes up with is the greatest plan ever. They've got total faith in him. Anything that he says goes. Now, the duffelpuds start out invisible, but another character in the book, Lucy, eventually turns them visible. And you'll have to read the book to find out why. I don't have time to tell that story tonight. And once you can see the duffelpuds, it turns out that they're these one-legged dwarfs, so they have to hop around everywhere. And the leader insists that they are all terribly, terribly ugly. But Lucy disagrees with him and says they really, they're all right. They look rather fine the way they are. And all the duffelpuds, they agree wholeheartedly with their leader when he says that they're ugly. And then they agree wholeheartedly with Lucy when she says they look fine. And then they agree wholeheartedly with their leader when he says what Lucy really meant to say is that they're horribly ugly. And then they agree wholeheartedly with Lucy when she says, no, we totally disagree. We're saying the opposite. They agree with all their hearts, and they don't actually care what they're agreeing with. They just accept what they're told without even thinking about it. They have what you might call implicit faith. They don't care what they believe at all. The important thing is that they believe it, whatever it is. And there's been times and places when the Christian church actually held to something like that version of faith. In previous centuries, there was a time when the Roman Catholic Church actually argued for implicit faith. It didn't matter what you believed. What, matter was, what mattered was that you agreed with the church leadership. It didn't matter so much what the average layperson thought or believed about anything. What mattered was that they had faith, implicit faith, in what the person up front was saying. And these days, that view isn't as common. 
we don't trust so much, we don't, people don't say we should trust so much in church leaders as we say we should trust in what comes down to our own feelings about things. Often people say we should just have faith and we shouldn't get too much into what that actually means. Just believe and things will work out okay. That's pretty much a classic line in most Christmas movies, actually. It's not all that important what you believe, but what's really, really important is that you have belief and that you feel good about whatever it is that you're believing in. And often in our culture today, if you just have kind of a sense that you agree with good stuff, whatever that means, then that means that you have faith. And this is one of those times where a little bit of truth comes all wrapped up with a whole bunch of untruth. It is true that faith has to involve feeling and all those other things, but faith has to have knowledge too. Faith has to involve real, concrete, specific knowledge. Faith can't be just knowing things, but faith has to involve knowing things. The Christian faith has real content. We have to know certain things about Jesus to really believe in him. We have to know the gospel in order to really understand it. We aren't saved by a Christ that we just make up. We aren't saved by just kind of generic optimism or by feel good whatever. We're saved by the gospel. And we have to know the gospel to have faith. The gospel is the whole story of the Christian faith, and it's especially found in the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus who came to save us. And we have to know that good news if we're really going to follow God. The Apostles' Creed is one helpful tool to reorient us, to keep us knowing what the faith is. Now, the Apostles' Creed isn't inspired. It's nowhere like at the level of the Bible But it's a good way to remind us what the basic story is. The Lord created the world. The Lord saves us. The Lord will be with us and we will be with him forever. That's the basic storyline of the Apostles' Creed. And you could argue that's the basic, basic storyline of the gospel. So that's one of the reasons that in, uh, in our evening services we often recite the Apostles' Creed. There can be the danger there that it becomes just a ritual, just all of us standing or sitting and going blah, 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 amen. But it's good for us to have these routines, good for us to be reminded of what it is that we believe. And actually, that's part of the reason that we gather here once or twice every week to be reminded of what God's word teaches us, to be reminded of the truth of the gospel. Faith has to have this real knowledge. But while we have to go there, we can't stop there. Faith is knowledge, but it's not just knowledge. Faith is also true conviction. And that's our second point for tonight. Faith is true conviction. Head knowledge by itself is dry and useless. It doesn't bring life. Some scholars study the Bible for their whole lives. They know it in the original languages, backwards and forwards, And it doesn't actually make any difference for them. Even the demons, we're told in the scripture, know about Jesus, but their knowledge doesn't help them at all. Faith has to involve knowledge, but it can't stop there. You have to get to conviction. 
A number of years ago, a little bit before we moved here to Chicago, our van started having this occasional squeal or squeak that show up mostly on the highway. At certain speeds, you just hear this noise coming from the back for a while, and then it'd go away. So I had the mechanic look at it, and he said, yeah, you know, you should deal with that sometime when you feel like it. And I hardly ever feel like paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to fix our cars, right? So I just let it be. And over time, it got a little bit worse, but not too bad, a little louder sometimes, then it'd go away again. And then it got a little more continuous, and eventually you had this quiet noise all the time. And then we moved to Chicago, and we had that horrible cold winter, and the squeal became continuous and got louder and louder and louder. And finally, I got conviction. We have got to fix this problem. So I found a mechanic, took it to a mechanic, handed over my wallet, and the sound went away along with some money. I knew about the issue for a long time, but it didn't really make any difference until I got convicted about it. Faith requires knowledge, but it can't stop there. It has to get to conviction. Real Christian faith has to involve personal conviction. Sometimes people hear the Christian faith and they're just totally repelled by it. But surprisingly often, people hear the Christian faith and they sort of think, yeah, that sounds all right, kind of makes sense, it's okay, yeah. They're intrigued maybe, but they aren't ready to make a commitment. Maybe they've got other things in their lives. They want to have their fun first or they just want to do some other things. And so they aren't really ready to embrace what Christianity has to say. Or maybe they just aren't quite ready to take that next step, even if there aren't other things drawing them away. And this happens outside the church and it also happens inside the church. Sometimes we know the truth about Jesus, but we aren't quite ready to jump in all the way. There are people who have all the head knowledge, but it just stays there. It doesn't actually lead them to do anything. And what faith needs to be real faith is a sense of personal conviction and commitment. Not just, yes, Jesus did these things and that's great, but Jesus did these things for me. Jesus came, he was born, he lived, he suffered, he died, he rose again for me. And until we have that level of heart conviction, we don't really have faith. Knowledge is necessary, but it's not enough. We need conviction. We need to trust and commit to the truth of the gospel in order to really have faith. Faith has to be personal. It can't be just sort of a head agreement with a few statements and, yeah, that's great, but it doesn't matter. Faith has to be something that gets at the very heart of our being. That we don't just say with our heads, but we say with our hearts, yes, this is true, and it's true for me. Faith is knowledge, and faith is conviction. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and in Christ Jesus, all of us can find salvation. That's a truth we have to agree to, and it's also a reality, a relationship that we have to commit ourselves to. True faith involves knowledge of God's word, and it also involves a heartfelt conviction that what God tells us is true. And let's reflect on these first two points for a minute. Some of us really major in knowledge. 
We love to understand. We read books about theology, and we love it when we can get that mental picture of how everything works, atonement theories, different parts of theology. We love it when we understand, and that's great. Others of us major in conviction. We don't care too much about the theology. What we really care about is experiencing the grace of God in our lives and really living for Jesus and having that heartfelt sense that we are God's people and we belong to Him. And that's good too. These are both great things. But by themselves, neither of them is enough. Some of us love to know. Some of us have a really, really deep sense of conviction. But all of us need to work to have both. Some of us in our knowledge bent, we get too caught up in knowing the truth. We're always seeking to parse out the fine theological details. And the danger there is that we can neglect our commitment to our Lord and Savior. We can get so involved in the knowledge of it all, which is a beautiful and wonderful thing, but we neglect actually living this out actually committing ourselves to the truth of the gospel. And others of us have the conviction bent. And we are all in with serving Jesus. And we want to do everything we can to live out our faith. And that's great. But the problem with that is that often we human beings, we like to make God in our own image. And so if all we have is commitment, what we end up being committed to is whatever we feel is good about God. And so even as we exercise the deepest commitment that we have, we need knowledge. We need to dig deeply into God's word. We need to study together with God's people to make sure that our commitment is really to the true Lord as he has revealed himself and not just to the God we want. And to make sure that our faithful action is really good action that pleases God and not just something that makes us feel good. Some of us lean one way, some the other, but all of us need both knowledge and conviction if our faith is to be healthy. And finally for tonight, faith is a deep-rooted assurance. Faith is a deep-rooted assurance. The first two points that I had for tonight looked a little bit more at faith as what we do, but really faith is not primarily what we do. Faith is a gift that's been given to us. Yes, faith involves some things that we do, some actions on our part, but really faith is about God's work in us. Faith is a deep-rooted assurance. It's not something we generate on our own. It's something that comes from God. We'll talk about tonight two sources for this deep-rooted assurance that we can have that we truly do belong to God. First, there's what's sometimes called the subjective ground of our assurance, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us a sense, kind of a head sense, kind of a heart sense, that we really do belong to God. Apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, none of us, none of us would have faith. The Holy Spirit works in us to bring us to faith, and the Holy Spirit works in us to assure our hearts that we really do belong to God. The Christian faith should never, ever lead us to be arrogant, but faith can lead us to be truly, truly confident. Not arrogant, but confident. 
the reality of our lives in this world is that we do have lots of reasons to doubt. We have lots of reasons to doubt. Our neighbors, they sort of laugh at us, they ignore us, sometimes they even make fun of us for our faith. Life often doesn't make sense. The world is a harsh place. It doesn't always seem like God is in control. Some of us just have this internal drive to keep asking questions and keep wondering and keep, keep doubting. But as the Holy Spirit works in us, we can develop true assurance in all kinds of circumstances. The Spirit works in each of us in different ways. Some of us from the very beginning of our Christian walk just feel like we know that we belong to God and that's never really been a question for us. Some of us have particular experiences along the way that move us from just knowing about God to really having that sense of commitment and conviction and assurance. And some of us, our journey toward assurance takes decades and decades and decades as we wrestle, as we wonder, as we try to move closer to God, but really struggle with that. We're all in different places with the subjective end of this assurance of the faith. And if you're in a season of deep assurance of faith right now, be glad of that. Rejoice in it. Give thanks to God for how he's worked in your mind and your heart. Because apart from the work of God, you would not have that assurance. But if you're in a season of doubt and wondering right now, or you're one of those people who keeps going through those seasons, know that that's okay. It is. It really is. Maybe God is working in you in some particular way in this season of doubt and wondering that he otherwise could not work in you. Some of us need to walk those challenging roads so that Christ can really develop in us an unshakable faith. Times of doubt and question, questioning do not, they do not need to be toxic or deadly to Christian faith. Even the times that we don't feel totally assured of our faith, the Holy Spirit can still be working in us. So if you're in a season of doubt or if you have those seasons of doubt, don't be too discouraged by it. God can work even in those times. So don't be too discouraged, but also don't give up. Keep pressing on. Even when we don't feel it, even when we don't feel it, the Holy Spirit can be at work in us. And one of the ways that we can have assurance even when we don't totally feel it is this objective assurance. We have subjective assurance, kind of an internal sense from the Holy Spirit often, but we also have an objective assurance of our faith. And that objective assurance is the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. When we want to be sure that God loves us, we don't just look inside. We look to Jesus. Our faith never, ever, ever saves us because it's strong enough. Our faith saves us because our Savior is strong enough. You might have great unshakable faith that if you strapped feathers to your arms, you could flap your way across the Atlantic, but you are never going to get there. No matter how strong your faith is, its object is not going to get you across the Atlantic Ocean. On the other hand, you might have just barely, just barely enough faith to get on a plane. But that plane, if it's the right plane, that plane can take you across the Atlantic Ocean. 
You might get on it with fear and trembling and wondering, but the plane can carry you. No matter how much you believe in them, a set of feathers strapped to your arms is not going to carry you across an ocean, but an airplane can. It's not about the strength of your faith. It's about the object your faith is in. We're not saved because we work ourselves deep enough into some kind of subjective assurance of faith. We're saved because Jesus is our Savior and because His work is enough. Our salvation isn't something we accomplish. It's a gift. And it's a gift that depends on the finished work of Christ. And that work of Christ is enough to save all of us. Whether you feel totally assured tonight or not, Christ's work is more, way more than enough to save you. On the days that you don't feel great about yourself, on the days that you don't feel great about the strength of your faith, look to Jesus. None of us is ever really good enough. We maybe have some good days and some great days and some bad days and some terrible days, but none of us is really good enough. But our Savior, Jesus, He is good enough. And when we look to Him, we can be assured of our salvation because of who He is and what He's done. So the Christian faith has to involve knowledge. We need to know the truth in order to believe it. We need to know something of who God is and what He's done in order to have real faith. But faith can't be just knowledge. It has to also involve commitment, conviction. You can't just know about what Jesus has done. You have to have a sense that he did it for you. For you. And finally, faith is a deep-rooted assurance. And the Holy Spirit works in us, in us, in each of us in different ways, to generate that sense of assurance, that sense that we really do belong to God. And the work of Christ gives us objective reason for that, for that assurance. The work of Christ tells us in big, bold letters, the work has been done. Our salvation has been accomplished. Faith is knowledge of what God has done for us. Faith is conviction that God has done it for us. And faith is an assurance created in us by the Holy Spirit based on the work of Christ that we really do belong to God now and forever. Amen.